Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Winston Preparatory School is a leading school network for students with learning disabilities. Learn more about Winston Prep and register for an open house at www.winstonprep.edu. If you can use some expose, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me. Let's float down to Peru. Let's float, shall we? Let's fly. We have an expert on all things flying, Christine Cummings. Her wonderful not-for-profit is called A Place Called Hope. She is a bird expert. Christine Cummings, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hello. Hello there, Lisa. I am so happy to speak with you this morning. Oh, me too. Me too. I've been reading about your work for ages and ages. I want to thank you from the onset for what you do. Oh, I I really appreciate that. And it's such an honor to be able to do the things that we get to do here at our center. So tell us a little bit about A Place Called Hope. What is it? How many animals do you treat? Where are you? Sure. Okay. So we're located in Killingworth, Connecticut, but we answer to distress calls all across the state of Connecticut, which have any kind of distress calls that have anything to do with birds, primarily predatory birds of prey, that have become injured, orphaned, or sick. We manage anywhere between 500 to 800 admits per year, so it's a very, very busy place. Our goal is to fix the situation, whatever's happened to the bird, and get them back to the environment whenever possible. But unfortunately, that's not always the case because sometimes the injuries are too great and we can't fix them for perfection to go back to freedom. Well, let me ask you this, Christine. This is so good to know. If you see a bird flailing on the ground, what's the most effective way to capture them? Oh, I love this question because we get this question on a daily basis. And it really is, um, it depends on, of course, the species of bird that you've come across that's in trouble. But the kinds of birds that we're dealing with are dangerous to handle. And even the small guys, they can hurt themselves further if you, if you don't handle the situation correctly. 
So the best thing that we tell the public to do that they can do in order to take care of a a distressed flailing bird or a bird that just might be sitting still or fluffed up, eyes closed, is to approach that bird with a box that's appropriately sized, not something that's giant for something too small or something that's too small for something that's large. (laughs) You want to get a size-appropriate box laundry basket, recycle bin, and try to sneak up on that bird and place it over the bird. Then you know you've got it safely contained, and then at that point, you can call a federally permitted wildlife rehabilitator, and you can speak to them on the next step. If it's not a dangerous style bird, then it's often that we'll tell them to slip something under that container, and that way you have them contained like the spider method, just like you would do if you've got a spider crawling on your wall inside of your house where you put the cup on it and you slip a piece of paper under. That way you don't have to get the spider on you. You don't have to touch the spider, and then you can take that spider safely outside. Same thing with these birds. Once it's contained like that, it's easier to get that bird to where it needs to go or keep it there until somebody with experience can come and assist. Okay, so that makes the most sense. By the way, I think it's very notable that you would know how to kindly save a spider in your house because most people would just squash it. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, that's true. I have a, I, I'm very protective of my spiders, actually. I think spiders are really important. And, of course, they all have their own little lives and their own little worlds and their own mothers, by the way. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you're so very much- Charlotte's Web. Clearly, that had a huge impact on your life. No question oh, about definitely. it. I love Charlotte's Web. <laughs> We're chatting with Christine Cummings of Place Called Hope. How do you? How did you get your wings, so to speak, as somebody who helps other birds? What What got you in this world? Well, you know, it's interesting because um, I come from a family of animal advocates. Let's just say we've always been very in tune with nature. And when I was about three years old, I, I'll never forget coming out of a room and seeing my father standing in front of our our living room large window, just looking out the window laughing and smiling. And he was just thrilled with whatever it was he was seeing. So I kind of walked up to him and he, he lifted me up into his arms to show me what was going on. And what he was so enthusiastic about were crows, American crows dive bombing the garbage cans. And they actually were able to dive bomb a can and get the lid off. And they were starting to pull garbage out where most people would have been kind of upset about this and want to go out there and shoo them away. What a mess they're making. My father was just so impressed with how intelligent they were to be able to get that garbage can open to find whatever food items inside. So that's where my spark began. I was obsessed with crows from that moment on. And, you know, my poor mother and father, actually, every single night of my life, I pretended to be a bird that fell out of its nest. They would would have to re-nest me when it was bedtime every night, which is... So interesting because symbolically, later, here I am today, one of the big missions at A Place Called Hope is renesting fallen babies that have fallen from their nest, nest fall victims. So it just it's kind of full circle. <laughs> I think you're very P.D. Eastman. I'm, I'm thinking about all my, are you my mother, all these wonderful yeah. childhood, Charlotte's Web is coming up. I mean, soon we're going to be yeah. talking about the trumpet of the swan, E.B. White. Hello? <laughs> we're, we're just, it's just infusing my brain. I think it's fantastic. You know, Christine, the, the moment that you talk about with your dad, 
Mm-hmm. Reminds me of a philosophy book that I read as a kid by Avraham Heschel. And it was called The Way of Wonder. And he was a very oh. famous Jewish philosopher. They named a big school after him on the Upper West Side, Avraham Heschel. And the book, and I read it at an impressionable age, I think I was around 12 or 13. The book is about exactly what your father was doing. It was about standing in the world, looking around, noticing. One of the big themes on this show, I'm always, I believe you can't be kind until you notice. Noticing is everything. Yeah. And, yeah. and the way of wonder. And noticing the wonder of the world around us. And that is what, that's what had this enormous profound impact on you. And look at the profound impact on all the creatures on earth because of your father's impact on you. It's, it, it is the truth. My father was a, a very special person. He passed away in 2020, unfortunately. So I miss him greatly, but he is with me every single day. Yeah. But, yeah I, my mother who supports me and and she's one of my biggest cheerleaders and she loves what we're doing here at a place called hope as well so christine cummings tell us a little bit i know you're very upset as am i about these rodenticides Uh, so i want you to talk with us about it because we have to educate people that's the beginning of change so what's going what's going on here with our wanting to get rid of rodents where we don't want them, we don't want mice and rats and these kind of critters inside our spaces. What are we doing wrong and what can we do right? Okay, excellent question and a wonderful, very, very in-depth topic. This could go on for hours, but of course we'll keep this kind of basic. Um, Rodenticides were created originally back in the 1940s and 50s. There is a classification of rodenticides called first-generation anticoagulant rodenticides. They're made up of ingredients that inhibit the body's ability to clot or coagulate blood. And they became a way of treating nuisance problems with mice or rats that come into the home. And naturally, nobody should have to live with mice or rats. We don't, we don't want them in our home. We don't want them in our structures. We don't even want them in our barns. But unfortunately, we need to learn how to do better because poisons have never worked. In fact, the first-generation anticoagulants had been used until the 1950s, 60s, where they were the primary um, method, but they started to lose their effectiveness. So guess what happened after they lost their effectiveness? They created something stronger. It's called second-generation anticoagulant rodenticides. Now, these are what are um, being used today. They're more popular, and they seem to be effective because what happens when they're put down, the poison is put down into a bait box, um, those black boxes you pretty much see everywhere lining all the buildings and structures. There's a poisonous food inside, and it attracts whatever it attracts into that bait box. And whoever eats that poison is going to slowly succumb to the potent and deadly ingredients involved. Now, these ingredients, it doesn't take a lot of this particular bait or poison to um, to do its, its magic, which is to slowly have that animal succumb to internal bleeding or hemorrhaging. It um, actually attracts that animal to eat that stuff, and then that poor animal, it takes two to ten days for the effects to take place. So while that animal is slowly um, becoming lethargic and not aware of its surroundings, it's going back out into the environment 
where anything else can now eat that animal. So all of the predators come along and say, hey, there's my target, there's dinner, and they eat that animal and they themselves become secondarily poisoned. And now this time of year, we have got so many families out there, predators with their families, their babies, and they're hunting more than usual because there's so many mouths to feed. So they'll actually bring these poisoned critters back to the nest spot, back to the oh. cavity hole, their dens. They feed their babies as well. So it's a real problem because it's got such a far-reaching, devastating effect because it does not just specifically target the nuisance animal. Unfortunately, it can't do that. So that's where this has become so dangerous. Again, these, these nuisance rats or mice are not dying at the bait station. So that's problem number one. But really, the problem comes, goes back to an issue with sanitation. So there's always going to be a reason why mice or rats come around, and it always has to do with food, shelter, nesting material, water source, you know, somewhere to be protected. So it's important to know that if you've got food that you're putting outside or garbage cans you're not covering or your recycle bin products that you're throwing into the recycle bin aren't rinsed out, um, or you've got bird feeders and the seed is everywhere, or if you've got chickens or, or any kind of poultry or domesticated farm animals, you're going to attract these critters because they like the same foods. So it's important to clean up the area and make sure there's no excess food or exposed food where these critters can get to. Now, the way to do that is something called exclusion work. You want to be able to seal off holes in in your structures. You want to make sure your dryer vents are blocked. You want to make sure any of the pipes that come in and out of houses are um, secure with either some kind of mesh or the stainless steel wool that can be packed in. Um, You want to use repellents. You can certainly use any of the original um, ideas for rodent control, which involve either live traps or snap yeah. traps. Yeah, we had some mice uh, droppings, and so this is what we did. We hired a, a pest control with ex- instructions to not have any poison. And not only do right. I never want to poison an owl or you know an eagle or anything, but I don't want to poison my own dogs. Okay, I don't want any yes. poison around me, so forget poison. They put a couple of traps down, you know, to, to trap the mouse in the trap. But then I heard, you tell me, but I think so far it's working. I heard if I put cat litter in the, this, this was in, in our unfinished basement. I put okay. cat litter in the unfinished basement. And what I did was we have a cat that stayed with us for a few weeks. And so it had some urine in the litter. And I just, yep. I left the urine in, the, you know, some of it in the litter so that that smell would maybe um, dissuade. Right. And what I've done is I've hired a service because I'm unbelievably squeamish, Christine. Okay. Like I'm impossible. I'd rather pay the money yep. to have somebody else collect the dead mice than me do it. Okay. I admit it. I'm, I can't handle it. I can't. So, I'm and I can, bad. I can handle bees and wasps and a, a bunch of other things, but I can't, I can't do my, I can't. So anyway, um, the guy came and he said there was nothing there, which made me feel really good. And I wondered if you heard about this, putting down like a cat litter box or something, because I think so far it's been a deterrent. It's been good so far. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that's worked for you. And I think it would really depend on the level of, um, dare I say, infestation. It sounds like you might have had a mouse or two and that's maybe it. you took yeah. care of the problem quickly. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but a lot of 
people have bigger problems than that. So I don't know how effective that actually would be. But the repellents that I would recommend would have to do with the smells that they don't like, like peppermint Mm. or... Oh, really? um, Yeah, cayenne pepper, anything that would offend their senses. And this is true for a lot of little critters. Like, um, I know that some people are afraid of snakes. And there's a similar method of trying to get rid of snakes by using, if you know somebody that has a pet ferret, you can take their soiled bedding and put it in areas in the basement or wherever snakes might be. And the snakes naturally smell that predator and try to avoid the area. Christine, let me hold you there. We've got a caller for you. We're going to come right back. We're chatting with Christine Cummings. Uh, She is somebody devoted to saving birds. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hola, welcome back. We just got a couple minutes more with Christine Cummings. It's called A Place Called Hope. Christine, how can people find you? Is it a website? Is it a telephone number? What do you want to give people? Yes, our website is www.aplacecalledhoperaptors.com. Okay. Gloria from Westport, quickly, you're on the air with Christine. Hello. I hope the connection is going unfortunately around myself. I have a question. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Gloria, you have to turn your radio off. Oh, okay. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Um, I have, um, what do you call it, uh, a question about uh, traps. I have the have a hot trap for mice or larger uh, animals like squirrels or rats or whatever. What do you think of those? I know we put peanut butter in there, uh, but we found out after having it for a year that you actually, once you trap the animal, it, each animal will be able to find their way back. So, like for squirrels, it may be eight or ten miles. You have to literally drive them, but it is have a heart. You do not kill the animal; is not killed. You just put it. It's trapped in this metal box, which is all yep. open here. And um, what is your uh, opinion on that? Good question. First? Thanks, Gloria. What's it, what? What do you think, Christine? Um, I think any of the live traps are, of course, very humane, but it does require that you have to relocate the said animal. So it depends on what species of animal that you're actually trapping and the laws in regards to relocation. But, yeah, if you're not going far enough away with, let's say, a a live trap full of mice, chances are they're going to come back. I've actually heard of plenty of people driving them um, a couple blocks away or a couple miles away and letting them out of the trap just to have them run back to the vehicles and get up inside the engine. (laughs) So you have to be mindful and you have to 
careful where you're putting them. <laughs> there are so many other options, though, not just the live traps, but, you know, uh, what your goal has to be is using something that's humane. You just want to make sure that it's a quick death and it's not a painful death. Okay. Thank you very much. Did you have a quick follow-up, uh, Gloria? Yeah, I just don't see where you have to kill the animal. Each animal, if you Google, you will tell you how far away you have to drive. I guess yeah. a lot of people don't want to be bothered, but um, have a heart, you know. <laughs> have right. a heart. Anyway, it's thank you for what I... you do. Thank, thank you. you so thank you, Gloria. Christine, Christine, um, yeah. just we've only got, got about a minute or two. How are we doing quickly, if you could tell us a little bit statistically, how are we doing with respect to birds that had been endangered in uh, Connecticut in terms of the species that we hadn't seen for a while? How are we doing? Well, as far as if you're talking about the bald eagle, that is a bird that is on the on the rise. It's on the comeback. But while the bat bird is coming back, um, there are other birds that are, of course, lessening. So we have a lot of species of concern in our state. We have the barn owl who is endangered. We have eastern screech owls now that used to be so abundant. They're now we're finding them less and less. Same with the northern sawwood owls, the sharp-shinned hawks, our merlins. So they're certainly affected by living so closely to all of us humans. They're lucky if um, 20% survive the first year of their life because of the conflicts with all of us humans. There's so many ways for these animals to get into trouble because nowadays there's less wild open spaces. Christine, are you an advocate of the lights out movement that I've been talking about so much on the show? Yes, HB 6607. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. I think it's really important to turn off anything that's non-essential. I know that we prefer that, especially in our area where we live. We love to have the dark sky so we can see the stars. And remember seeing the stars? It's so hard to see them when we've got so many city lights and so many lights that are non-essential. Christine, thank you so much. Christine Cummings, A Place Called Hope, A Place Called Hope, raptors.org uh, is or .com is where you can find her and information. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.